Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hello and welcome. We are going to do something a little different today. We're going to take a little bit of a departure from our normal format of having me speak a little bit and having the stream come on and then having me come back and give you commentary on what they shared. I'm actually going to give them the week off, at least on this podcast. I still channel all the time (laughs) in other places. But for this episode of this show, this podcast, I am going to give the stream the week off. And The reason I'm going to do that is because I want to talk about a topic that they probably don't have a whole lot of opinion on because they don't have a lot of judgment. But I do. (laughs) Actually, I try not to, but we're all judgmental people. The stream has said that we are all here discerning our preferences, so therefore we are all judgmental. Now we can choose how judgmental we wish to be and how we wish to apply that. But there are certainly things that we look upon and and discern that they are or are not our preferences. And the stream has shared that that's perfectly fine. And I think most of us know that with or without their guidance there. But what I want to talk about today is the whole idea of spirituality. Because as many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, I am not really a student of many branches or modalities of spirituality. I'm very much a self-taught individual on just about every topic. You know, I didn't go to college. I actually educated myself in business with mentors and through work and business and trial and error and all of that. I taught myself to write, and I don't mean write as in when you learn how to write in kindergarten, first grade. I did, I did attend school at that point. But I taught myself how to write as far as being a writer of books. And I taught myself to drive. I taught myself to shave. I taught myself how to tie a tie. So when all of this stuff was coming to me, all of this, these downloads of thought from the stream, and when I realized that it was something more or perhaps different than what most people were receiving, I didn't start reading a lot of spirituality, a lot of books on spirituality and things like that to explore what was going on. I went right to the source, no pun intended. I I went to psychics. I knew that there was some connection there, that there were people who were highly intuitive, people who were connected to what we call the other side, who could possibly help me on my journey of figuring out what this was, why I was different. And that worked out fairly well. You know, I'm not going to go into the whole story because I've told it here a few times before. But, you know, seeing psychics helped me make sense of what was going on. And the only spiritual teacher I was ever guided to was Abraham Hicks. And, you know, I avoided that message for many, many years because I thought it sounded biblical. So I didn't really study after I was told that I had this, this strong source connection. And I had the ability to be a channel and share this information for the benefit of others, not just myself. And I was guided by this psychic, Hazel Burley, in Casadega, Florida, to Abraham. And I ignored that for eight years until one day 
a supernatural experience guided me right to Abraham. And when I first listened to Esther Hicks' channel, Abraham, it really resonated with me. I realized that someone else was receiving this type of information, and it sounded so familiar, and it didn't freak me out at all. I'd never even heard of channeling before. I knew exactly what was happening, though, and it resonated with me instantly. So I did spend a number of years listening to Abraham, listening to Esther Channel Abraham, listening to Jerry Hicks when he was alive, asking Abraham all of these magnificent questions and, and watching these workshops on YouTube and things like that, like I'm sure some of you have done. And it was really interesting and enlightening to me. And then it came to me that I had my own version of that and that it wasn't going to be a copy of that and that it had value just as that did and that it would resonate perhaps with the same audience, but absolutely with a different audience. And that's why I was guided finally to share the streams message with all of you. And now being the type A goal-oriented person that I am, <laughs> you know, I've set about really taking this to a global stage, a global audience, and sharing it with as many people as possible. And in the past year in doing all of that, the stream's message has shaped and changed the lives now of multiple people all over the world, which is very, very satisfying to me. But it's very important to me to not ignore the fact that there are all these other modalities of spirituality, but to really allow the stream's message to flow through me as purely as possible. So I don't listen to Abraham anymore at all. Not because I don't think it holds value. I absolutely think it does. But for me, I want to ensure what I'm giving all of you, what I'm providing, what I'm channeling, is strictly the stream. Pure and simple. Not impacted by any other human being's thoughts. And impacted by my thoughts as little as possible. Of course, they're using, as they say, my intellect and my vocabulary. And they are limited to that, of course. But it's always my intention, even though they're flowing through me almost all the time, and I can access that frequency fairly easily, when I really step back and really do what I call channeling, when I'm really in the background and they are really at the helm and that information is flowing, and I listen back and hear things that are just absolutely so amazing to me that I know that's coming directly from the stream. It's been my intention all along to do that that way. That, that's very intentional as far as my intentions go. And it's very important to me to keep this brand pure. Now, all of you are free to listen to whomever you want and follow whatever you want and, and sift and sort and pick and choose. And what, when things resonate with you, you're right to pay attention to them. And when they no longer resonate with you, you're right to move on from it. Absolutely. So this is, I'm speaking about this for me. So I'm not speaking against any other teacher, any religion, any other spiritual modality. But what I am talking about here today, though, is the idea of next age. You know, there were a couple of, of ideas given to us by the stream in our book, The Stream, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. And to, one of those ideas was the practice of TYA, T-Y-A, which stands for Trusting Your Abundance. 
you are probably well aware that I am now teaching courses and the stream has delivered these courses to us that I teach and coach in. And we call it now Taya Academy. We have a Taya Bootcamp and we have a Taya Mastery Program and we're developing some other Taya programs that are intended to guide all of us to this spiritual practice that if we wish for it to be is a daily lifelong spiritual practice with the intention of guiding us to a life of joy, clarity, and abundance. But it's important that you understand that the practice of Taya is a spiritual practice, but it doesn't have, there's no rules. There are no rules. There's nothing dogmatic about it. No one is telling you that you have to believe that as an absolute and you can't question and you can't study or focus or follow anyone else. It's not like that at all. You can incorporate the practice of Taya into just about any belief system unless that belief system is so dogmatic that it's telling you that you can't you know, incorporate something like that. Then that's a whole other story. But as far as Taya goes, it's, it's a very clean and simple, non-judgmental, non-dogmatic. No one is asking, asking you to worship anyone or even obey anyone. The stream's message has been that all along. And this spiritual practice that they delivered is really about you raising your default vibration and learning to live habitually at a higher vibration and learning to live your life intentionally, meaning setting positive intentions for everything that you do if you care about the outcome of it. So that's the practice of Taya. But the other idea that was delivered to us in the stream book was the term next age. And what the stream is, is the idea behind that, what they're talking about there, is the evolution of spirituality. And they have been very clear that they are not even judging religion. While they hold no judgment, why they say that they are not a deity that's looking to be worshipped or obeyed, and yet they are the origin of all creation that there really is no quote-unquote God that is above them, and that if you wish to consider them God, that is your choice. But they've been very clear that the idea of God is this deity that's looking to be worshipped and looking to place rules and conditions and judge and even punish us is a human creation. And we are all well aware that there are endless religions Created around that idea that there is this God or this deity in the sky or somewhere <laughs> that, is, that is wanting us to behave a certain way. And if we don't behave that way, there are consequences. And the consequences for many of these are that you are damned to hell for eternity. And I know there are certainly some religions that are, are more strict about that and others that probably don't cover that at all. But that's the way I was raised in Christianity. Here are the rules. God is your master. God placed you here to obey. And if you don't obey, you're going to be damned to hell for all of eternity. And I questioned that very early on. And I know why I questioned it, because I had something, a very different idea coming to me, very, very significant different idea coming to me. So that was those ideas that I was taught in church were always a problem for me and got me into trouble at church quite a bit. 
until, you know, my late teens, early 20s, I finally just disconnected from church altogether. And I even identified as an atheist for a short while, but it was short-lived because I knew that there was something, that there was more than just you're born, you die, and that's it. I knew it. I felt it. These crazy ideas that were coming to me seemingly from nowhere worked when I implemented them into my life. And I knew that it was better to be a good, loving, kind person for me and for those around me than to not be that way. And I didn't need the threat of eternal damnation to make me behave that way. So this idea that you know, I have to have some threat to behave in a certain way never really worked for me. I was never afraid of the threat. And that's why I often say that for me, being born gay was a great gift. Because perhaps that was the thing that really made me start questioning religion. Because my church was telling me that who I was was wrong in the eyes of God. And that if I lived my life being who I was, that I was going to be damned to hell. And I'm so grateful for that, for that teaching from the church, because that made me question the church. It made me question all religion. And I know quite a few people in my life that I grew up around who have not questioned. And if that works for them and they're happy, then I think that's fantastic. But I love the, the journey of enlightenment that I have experienced in this lifetime to make sense of all of the things that happened to me, including being gay, including my father disappearing when I was six years old the way that he did, including my mother being so disconnected in my life as a parent, and then completely disconnecting when I told her that I was gay for the last 20 years of her life. She didn't speak to me. So all of those things shaped my life, brought me to this place, almost forced me to make sense of it, to, to go higher on my spiral, to really connect with Source and, and, and go on this journey of exploration. Why did this happen to me? Why didn't I have that wonderful life that this other person had? Why don't I have these doting parents? parents? Why wasn't I raised with more money around me? All of this crap you know, that we use to compare ourselves to other people and question why. The questions why really brought me to a fantastic place that I am so happy that I'm here now, and I have such gratitude for all of it. But where it brought me was to a place of understanding of what the stream really is, that so often that stream of powerful, positive energy, the source of all creation that we all know is there, is just that. It's consciousness. It's pure positive consciousness that exists in an energetic realm that has nothing but love for us, holds no judgment of us, has no assertion in our human life experience, has no predetermined journey or outcome, for our lives, isn't judging what we do here as humans on planet Earth. 
I've certainly gotten some pushback from people when the stream says things like, you are all free to come here and slaughter one another and they hold no judgment. People have a hard time wrapping their mind around that because, you know, you turn on the news and you hear about some maniac mowing down a bunch of people with a gun. And I agree, that's a horrible thing to happen. I don't want to be party to that. I certainly do not pay attention to that because I do not want to manifest that in my life. I certainly feel bad for the people that are impacted by these things. I'm a human being. And I understand the desire from a human perspective of wanting there to be some type of judgment and retribution, whether that person is apprehended and prosecuted or not. We're very much into this whole an eye for an eye thing as human beings, and I understand it. And I understand it, but wow, when, when I go up the spiral and really connect and really get the stream flowing and really get their perspective on things, why they hold no judgment for any of this, why we are here with our free will, discerning our preferences, creating our bubbles of reality via attraction, and that's absolutely how we create our reality via our dominant thoughts, our consistent vibration. And all of that, of course, is impacted by polarity. So some of it is positive and some of it is negative. And as the stream has guided all of us, if we want to know what our dominant vibration is, all we need to do is look at our lives. How much of our desires are we receiving? And how many obstacles are we placing? And how many of our true desires are we holding ourselves away from with our doubt and fear and all those other negative down-the-spiral emotions? Are we down the spiral more often than we're up? Is our default vibration positive or negative? And when we start speaking of next age, when we're talking of all of these things, I realize that what the stream has delivered to us is the evolution. And, and they have stated that religion absolutely served a purpose in society building. Religions advanced humanity to this place where we are now. And that's what separates human beings on our planet from every other life form. All of the other life forms, all of the animals on our planet are responding to their environment, and they're, they're evolving in response to their environment, but they very much live in the moment. They're not sitting around dreaming about the future. They're not sitting around even pondering the past. There may be aspects of their personalities that are shaped by past events for sure, but they're not dwelling on that stuff. We do that. We have these advanced minds, and we are able to create well beyond what the animals of our planet and other life forms on our planet create. We are not just responding. We are going way beyond that. We are taking something that we perceive as an obstacle and jumping generations ahead in one generation as far as our creation goes. I'm 50 years old, and I just think about how vastly different this world is, how much it's evolved just in my lifetime. It's crazy. From my generation to my parents' generation to my grandparents' generation, 
the, the world has advanced drastically. Our technology has, has sped up so much in the past, especially the past 20 years. It's incredible. And these society-building tools, governments and religion and all of these things that absolutely oppressed people were indeed tools, but on planet Earth, for humanity, they were tools that advanced us to where we are now. And now we can certainly look back and judge those things and discern that, hey, you know, all of that oppression based on gender and race and all of these things did not have to be and do not have to continue to be for sure. But there was some value in all of that. And there was some value in, in government. It organized us. It brought us together. It made things possible for us. And then coming out of the 1950s into the 60s and 1970s, New Age thought really started to take hold. Not necessarily what I would call mainstream, but it was certainly starting to evolve people away from all of that society-building stuff. But what I see now and what I'm experiencing, especially as I get out into this, this spirituality business, if you will, and meet a lot more people that are into all of the different modalities of these things that I meet now. Every week I meet somebody new that is some type of practitioner of some type of new age thought. And it's clear to me that we as humans have taken all of this new age thought, which is really sort of counter to all of the religious stuff, all of the rules and the, and the deities and the worshiping. It's really, I believe, the origin of all of that was stripping all of that stuff away and getting down to just that, that source connection that we all have. And then it seems all of that sort of went off into all of these different directions. And then all of a sudden, rules popped up. and. There are, even seems to be people who wish to worship certain teachers or gurus and treat them like some sort of a deity. And I have said all along, ever since I've started sharing this publicly, that if I ever start behaving that way, if I ever start wanting people to treat me like some sort of a guru or, or you know, deity or something that's above being human, above uh, you know, imperfection, that you should absolutely move away from me and the stream because it's no longer pure at that point. I will tell you that right now, and I hope I, I'm always able to say that. I hope this never goes to my head. You know, it takes, it takes a certain amount of confidence to get out in the world and share something like this and, and not be afraid to tell people that you are channeling source energy. But that's not the same as believing that you're somehow superior and judging people and assigning rules and modalities for people to follow specific things. You know, I'm walking a very fine line here in my mind of sharing the stream's message, which is very non-judgmental, very non-dogmatic, and delivering, really allowing them to deliver this practice called Taya and creating this academy where we teach these tools to raise your default vibration and ensuring that we never turn it into a religion that we never turn it into something where you're worshiping the stream or me or anyone else or being asked to obey a set of rules or being told that 
the stream's way is the only way and that you only need to pay attention to the stream and everything else is evil or wrong. Trust me, that is not the intention here. And if it ever starts to morph into anything that looks like that, I know the stream will depart and you should too. I don't know if you've watched any of my other, my Facebook uh, live broadcasts, but I have a couple of shows now on Facebook. Every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, I am in the Abundance Breakthroughs, the Practice of Taya, which is my Facebook group. And I channel live there every Saturday morning with a co-host who can sort of host and uh, read questions and, and kind of keep things under control while the stream does their thing. And then on Wednesdays, I'm in this group called Spirituality Gone Wild, and I have a show there called The Stream of David Live. And I'm on live. I don't channel on this show. What I do is I bring my friends on who are very often other channels. I know a lot of people who do what I do or, or other people who work in spiritual businesses or they're just really into spirituality in general. And we can just get on and have a great conversation. And this past week, I had my good friend Liza Jane Wolf on with me, and she channels a group of entities that she calls the MVP. And she's great. We always have a lot of fun. But one of the questions that we were asked, she was, and I've been asked this before, and she was asked, what type of channel are you? And then suddenly this person rattled off all of these types of channeling that people do. And Liza and I both just kind of laughed and, and, and said, well, you know, this is, it's unique. This is how I do it. And I said, this is how I do it. And actually, the way Liza and I channel is fairly similar in that we both have this information flowing all the time. But when we choose to really channel and let it flow purely where it's just the entity coming through, I describe it as I sort of step back and I'm conscious and I'm there and I'm aware of what's going on to an extent, but it's kind of like a dream. And when I'm finished or when they're finished, I don't really remember much of it. I very often have to go back and listen or go back and watch to really get all of it. And sometimes some of it sort of starts to come back and, you know, like a week later or so, something will pop into my mind and I'll remember something that the stream said to someone. So it's kind of like that. But I think it is different for everyone. But to have to have these labels on everything, you know, which brand of channel are you, I thought that was kind of funny. And I had another experience not long ago where I went to this, um, this mixer with other spiritual people here in Palm Springs. And this girl got up and did this meditation. And it was very much a spiritual meditation, but it was rooted in, in her Christian beliefs. And I stood, we all stood up to do this meditation. And she was talking about having your, you know, feet planted on the earth and feeling the energy from the earth. And I went with it. You know, I, the stream flowed right through me. I felt connected. Her meditation, I thought, was amazing. Whether I believe in all of the things that she believes in or not, it did not matter. She was having this, guiding us in this wonderful moment. And I was just soaking it in and enjoying it. And this woman next to me tapped me on the arm and said, she's not doing this right. We're supposed to be outside in the dirt with our bare feet. <laughs> and I just kind of said, oh, okay, just kind of laughed and thought, wow, you're really going to like kill my vibe here by talking about right and wrong with a meditation. You know, I'm feeling it just fine whether she's doing it right or not. So why don't you just let go and do the same thing? I didn't say that, though. I just kept that to myself. But, you know, it just shows me how 
dogmatic even spirituality can be. You know, these rules and these different modalities and, oh, you've got to think this. I, I get that a lot in Facebook groups. People post comments. Well, that's not true. This is how this works. And yes, we have soul contracts and we have this going on. And, and you know, I went and spoke to one of my guides and my guide said that my journey here is to end up there and to do this thing and that God wants me to do this and that. And, you know, there's just all these different beliefs and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But the whole idea of next age is that maybe we need to progress even a little further than new age because perhaps new age has taken on, due to our own doing as human beings, has taken on a lot of the qualities of religion, a lot of very specific rules. And when I hear modalities, you know, I know Taya is a practice. But I don't want to really consider it a modality because I will tell you, you know, you really get into Taya. You can learn Taya by listening to the podcast, by being in the, in the Abundance Breakthroughs group. We, we talk about the, the four pillars of Taya all the time. And I have a master class and all sorts of other ways for you to learn it. But if you join Taya Bootcamp, you absolutely go much, much deeper in a controlled environment with a lot of coaching to really master these things. and. Even though there's a lot of depth to it and a lot of coursework and a lot of things that you have to do to raise your default vibration and get to that high on the spiral point of clarity and joy and abundance, which is the goal, the practice of Taya itself allows for a lot of personal exploration. There are some common things that we need to do. We all need to forgive our transgressors and show appreciation for that, as I speak of in here all the time. That is a common thing that helps us raise our vibration because we no longer have things that trigger us down our spiral. And very often, the things that are the roots of all of our unwanted beliefs, once we clean those things up through forgiveness, the unwanted beliefs are a lot easier to release, to detune. So yes, that's a common thing that we do. We also meditate. We find our path to meditation to allow our natural source connection to be realized, which is very important for everyone if you want to be joyous and abundant and have clarity in your life because that's how you receive all of that through your own personal source connection to your personal stream. We all have it. And knowing where you are on your vibrational spiral and knowing how to get up into positive from wherever you are and knowing how to live with intention. Those are the four pillars of Taya. And that's what we teach. But I promise you, we give a lot of leeway for everyone to find their own path to these things. It's so important because I, I've got, I believe we counted the other day, we have 45 people in and out of Taya Boot Camp right now. And of the 45, everybody had a unique journey through that program. Everyone stumbled in certain areas and, and thrived in other areas. And you, know, you graduate when you learn the practice. And then you take the practice and use it for the rest of your life, if you so choose. But there's no black and white, this is the only way to do this. This is how you have to do it. It's not like that at all. It's very gray. And when people get in there and are so used to just being told what to do and what to think, and they're having to really find their own paths and think for themselves, perhaps for the first time in a situation like that, it can be jarring at first, but it's very freeing ultimately. And the reason that I'm sharing all of this with you is because it's so important to me 
for everyone who is in alignment with the stream's message to understand that it's not about rules, it's not about judgment, it's not about worshiping anyone, it's not about even being better than someone else because you're more enlightened. You know, I really try to be careful because I talk about being, you know, a a higher vibrational human being, a higher vibrational being. And yes, that's the goal for all of us if you're interested in joy, clarity, and abundance. But it doesn't make you superior. In fact, if you really get up your spiral and you're really connected with source and you really understand source's perspective, you aren't in the place of wanting to judge anyone. You are in a place of understanding everyone, understanding the ones who will never care to go that far up their spiral or make that type of connection, who just don't care. And maybe they're living perfectly happy lives, and that's perfectly okay. It's not for us to judge. And maybe their lives are a disaster. Maybe they're a hot mess. But that's okay, too. That's not for us to judge because I have encountered people who say that their lives are a mess and they want to change and offered a path to change and seen them return right back to their comfortable place of being a hot mess. And that's okay. So you have to really understand what being up the spiral and being connected with source very directly, which is available to all of us, is really all about. And I know a lot of religions and, and, and governments and, and you know all of these things sort of guide people to wanting to feel superior. And it's okay to celebrate your journey, the fact that you have found this place to higher enlightenment, and few people indeed bother to find their place here to this type of thinking. But if you're still, if you're thinking that it's making you superior somehow, and that other people are lower forms of life or lesser beings than you, and I don't know that that's true for any of you, I hope not. But if that's the case, then you've got some work to do. Because needing to feel superior is actually a low vibration. Needing to feel that because you've made it up your spiral and you've raised your default vibration and you connect directly with source and you have all of this intuition coming and you feel good all the time and you know how to manifest anything that you want. Yes, it's the keys to the universe. It's a fantastic way to live life for sure. And I want it for everyone who wants it. But it still doesn't make me superior. That's why I like to share what's really going on in my life all the time and tell you when I have a problem, if I'm struggling with something, I always want to share that stuff. I'm never going to put myself out there as some perfect spiritual guru who is without flaws because that person does not exist. I know that for a fact. So the really satisfying thing about all of this is not needing to be right not needing to judge anyone else, allowing everyone else to live their lives, even their lives of contrast, if that's what they desire. Understanding that everybody is living their bubble of reality that they have created for themselves. And there is no guiding people to other things or ideas. They really have to be ready and really have to find their own paths. That's why I don't get out and advertise the stream. The stream needs to be discovered vibrationally, serendipitously, 
the way you all find your paths here. I fully understand that. And as long as it resonates with you, it's the right thing for you. And if it stops resonating with you, then it's no longer the right thing for you. Or perhaps it never was in the first place. And that's perfectly okay. So I hope all this makes sense. I really wanted to come on today and, and just talk about how we need to move beyond new age to next age. And the only thing that's different is going back to the roots of what new age was all about in the first place. Establishing a very deep connection with your own stream, your own personal connection to source. Absolutely listening to the guidance of any teachers out there that you resonate with, but discerning your own preferences. Figuring out what makes sense, what works for you. Does this train of thought spark your imagination and, and inspire you to think deeper, to go higher on your spiral, to want to learn these things, to want to learn this practice of Taya? If so, you're in the right place. So the idea of next age is really the core of new age. Getting rid of the dogma, getting rid of the rules, getting rid of all the man-made stuff, and getting back to our spiritual roots of understanding that we are part of source, that we manifest into a physical environment to place and overcome our obstacles, to discern our preferences, and manifest them, and manifest our path to lives of freedom and joy and abundance, if that's what we truly desire. It really is as simple as that. And the spiritual realm, the energetic realm, is really a realm of energy consciousness that is pure love. It is the origin of all creation in that it absolutely powers all of creation. But its survival and expansion depends on all of us coming and living these lives of contrast over and over and over again in infinite environments. And creation is, is as simple as all creation occurs via attraction. Consciousness aligns with light consciousness. And then physical formation, physical creation occurs. And all consciousness is governed by polarity. So therefore, all creation is governed by polarity. This is why we have a mix. This is why we have an ebb and a flow, positive and negative. But the stream has made it very clear that positive is always more powerful than negative and will always prevail. And there is evidence of that everywhere around us. That positive always wins. Positive always prevails. And we don't need rules. We don't need judgment. We don't need a deity in the sky telling us what to do and how to live. We can discern our preferences. We know what's right and what's wrong. We know that we want to be treated well and we want to treat others well. And that's a better feeling place than some fear-based need to dominate somebody else or belittle somebody else or throw shade at somebody else. That may be entertaining on television, but in reality, in life, it's lower vibrational thinking. 
And we are, we are all guilty of it sometimes for sure because we're imperfect and we're imperfect because of polarity. So I hope my ramblings have made sense today. I hope you hung on and listened through all of this. <laughs> I really wanted to get on and, and just talk about the two big ideas that the stream has delivered to the world that I see growing in momentum. And one is the idea of next age thought, which is really what new age thought was when it started off. But it is absolutely splintered off into multiple branches. And some are more pure and others are more tainted by human beliefs and fear and, and rules and dogma and all that stuff. And of course, to all, as always, talk about Taya, because trusting your abundance, TYA, absolutely closes the gap on the law of attraction, which is the basis of all creation. It is a life-changing, profoundly life-changing process that I hope everybody is getting into practicing. And of course, there's no judgment if you don't, but it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing when you get those things going on in your life, forgiveness and your source connection and, and checking in with where you are on your spiral and then setting intentions for everything that you care about throughout the day and in your life in general. That's really what Taya is, those things. It's a spiritual practice. And when you get the practice down, you can really make major changes in your life. The best way to change your life is by changing your dominant default vibration. And the stream has shared with us that many of us believe we're okay, but our default vibration is really negative. That we're receiving more obstacles in our lives than we need to that we don't know how necessarily to get ourselves up the spiral when we're down and we don't understand and appreciate what the down the spiral time is all about. We get down there and we get freaked out and we start beating ourselves up about being down there and we just build more momentum for being down. So learning these tools, learning how to appreciate, acknowledge, and move out of DTS, down the spiral and ease, up to a more positive place, makes you feel better instantaneously. And then knowing how to maintain that, knowing how to get past the things that drag you down, knowing how to release these limiting beliefs, the I'm not good enough, I can't have that, I'll never achieve that, people like me don't do those things, I'm not worthy, I wasn't born into the right circumstance. I don't have the right parents or the right education. I don't have enough money for that. All of those negative limiting thoughts. When we live here in a universe where you can absolutely manifest anything that you want if you believe it and you consistently believe it, that's the key. Not to sit and meditate for 20 minutes a day and feel the essence of your desires and then get up from your meditation and go plummeting down your spiral the second you get into traffic or open your email or open your bills or deal with somebody at work or deal with a family member that you don't necessarily get along with. Learning the life tools to not allow those things to take you down your spiral to stay up and positive no matter what's going on, no matter what the current conditions are, no matter how much pain you may be in, how broke you may be, how much you might hate your job or your marriage or your relationship. 
or your parents or your children. Whatever you've got going on that's negative that you have manifested can be undone and detuned and changed. We have such great power to change our lives dramatically. But very few of us ever realize that, ever use it. We default right back to who we were. We listen to podcasts, we read books, we watch YouTube videos, we join groups, maybe we even take courses. But until we really do the work and really take major steps to change our habit of thought, nothing is going to change in our lives. And we all have evidence of that all around us all the time. There's nothing to the contrary out there. Our lives are the sum of our dominant thoughts. And if you want to change your life, then you have to change your thoughts. And importantly here, you have to change your default thought process. Where you go back to when you're not sitting and trying to create intentionally. When you're not in meditation. And you can change it. You have the power to, absolutely. I've made amazing changes in my life, throughout my life. And you can too. That's why I have this show. I've learned all of these things, and I've overcome all of these things, and I continue to overcome things. And I'm here doing this show to share that with all of you in hopes that I can help improve the lives of at least one million people on this planet. And I hope that you are one of them. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to today's show. Thank you for sticking around, even though I gave the stream the week off. They will be back next week with an all-new episode. If you're interested in learning more about Taya Boot Camp, you can always email me at david at thestreamofdavid.com. And if you have ideas for the show, things that you would like to hear me or the stream or both of us cover, you can email me at david at thestreamofdavid.com and let me know. And if you haven't caught my masterclass yet, you can go to thestreamofdavid.com forward slash Taya, T-Y-A, and you can read there a little bit more about the Taya Academy. Scroll down that page and click on, I believe it's a green button, and you can take my free masterclass, Four Steps to an Abundant Life. That goes into great detail about the practice of Taya, what it's all about. That masterclass lasts about 50 minutes. So be sure to take it at a time when you have 50 minutes that you can give it your undivided attention. Because if you haven't taken it yet, it's my promise to you that masterclass, there's a lot of information in there and it moves pretty quick, but the information in there can absolutely change your life if you're ready for that. Thanks again. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.